Welcome to Blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. Blessings in Christ is also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Church of Christ is the church that you read about in your Bible. Romans 16, 16. The Church of Christ was founded by Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Matthew 16 and 18. Our only head is Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1, 22 through 23. The Church of Christ only worships as God directs. John 4 and 24. And of course, God is the object of our worship as we uh, give reverence uh, and devotion to him. Also, John 4 and verse 24. The church meets on uh, the first day of the week, Acts 20 and verse 7. And we only teach what the Bible says. Our lesson today is by Joey Fox from the Southside Congregation in Beattyville, Kentucky. He's bringing us a wonderful, wonderful lesson on courage. You know, if you look at uh, 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7, Paul telling young Timothy here, he said, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's bringing us an inspirational lesson that we as Christians must have the courage not only to live a Christian life, but especially to stand up for the truth. So we hope that you enjoy the lesson today, and please like us on Facebook. Thank you.
Well, that kind of goes along with our lesson. What courage it takes to do that. What courage it takes. You know, uh, Papa Elwood, he went over and he was wounded over there. I don't know that I would have the courage to do the things he did or the things that he saw. Never got to talk to him to find out what he saw. He probably wouldn't have told me. But I also know that Tanya's grandfather was overseas in uh, the Korean War and uh, other wars, and he was wounded. And what courage it took to, to survive all that. But, you know, in the Bible, it teaches us a lot about courage and courage to stand for right. There's never been a time in our lives, well, uh, there may have been other times, but there's never been a time in this life that we need to have the kind of courage that God would have us to have. To stand for what's right. You know, if you look up the word courage in the dictionary, it says able, the ability to do something that frightens one. Now, I don't know that I could do it. Some people may think that I could. I don't think I could ever hold a snake. Now, I'm very frightened of that. I don't know that I could. But to overcome one's fears. Then it also says it's strength in the face of pain or grief. We're going to talk about that a little bit this morning. The courage to stand for right. Think, of, think about that and we'll, we'll continue with our thought. In Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 5 through 7 it says, And the Lord shall give them up before your face that ye may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For thy Lord, the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth, doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto him Joshua, and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, that thou shalt cause them to inherit it. You know, this is when Moses, Moses was told to go that they were going to go over into the promised land. And they were afraid. Now Moses didn't get to go with them. But he says to Joshua, says to said unto him, Be strong and of good courage. And what did they say? The Lord God say unto Moses, Be strong, fear not. Be not afraid of them. For what? The Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee, He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. That's right, He will not forsake us. Who does the forsaken? We do. We're the ones that do the forsaken. We must fight to have those things of value. If there's anything worth anything, we have to fight for it. Down, even down here today, we have to fight for anything of value, right? You have to work really hard if you want it. Uh, sometimes you may have to fight for it. And 
one of those facts you know is voting. When you go out to vote, you may not think that you're doing very much, but you're fighting for what we believe in. If you find the right person, or there's something on the ballot that we want to uh, oppose or, or stand for, we're fighting for it. We better be fighting for it. And just like Brother Bud said this morning, we, we need to put the word out. You know, all these other religions and so-called religions are out fighting for what they believe in. Sometimes I believe that the Church of Christ doesn't have the courage to do that. You know, and that's our fault. Not anybody else's but ours. But we must fight to have those things that are of value. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. He says, fight the good fight of faith. We have to lay hold of it. Reach out and grab it if we want it. Sometimes I think that we don't try to reach out and grab. You know, this time of year is a time when everybody and their brother is saying, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Well, the other day I was sitting in the barber chair and the lady was talking about buying Christmas presents and all that stuff and asked me, was I ready for Christmas? And I told her, I don't celebrate Christmas. Well, that went on for just a little bit and she studied on it and studied on it. Well, she, first she said, well, I believe that's a good thing. She said that... Um, me and my family, we'd rather just go, I'd rather us just go on a vacation than to buy presents and do all that stuff. She said it's so commercialized. Well, yeah, that's the thing that Christmas and all these other holidays, is, that so-called holidays is about, is commercialization, selling products, selling things. But it went on for a little bit. She, we got real silent for a little while. And she was studying, just studying, and she goes, well, what, what are you? What religion are you? I said, I'm a church of Christ. And she said, well, I said, well, we believe in what the Bible says. We're, we're just traditional. We don't believe in nothing more, nothing less. And she said, well, I didn't think, you know, I didn't think you was Jewish. She said, the Jews, they celebrate that Hanukkah and all that stuff, you know. Being encouraged and standing up, that's why I'm telling you this story is being able to tell people that we don't do those things. That we have the courage to do that. I know that's hard. All my life I've known that's hard. Because there's so many people that say that. They'll ask you, are you ready for Christmas? My most time, my response is I'm as ready as I'll ever be. You know? Because I am. I don't do it, so I don't have to get no more ready than I already am. But if they truly asked, I'd just say exactly what I just told you. That I don't do those things. I'm not commanded to do those things. And the other thing that I told her is that we believe in celebrating his death. Not his birth. We're glad that he died on the cross, that he was born, yes. It was a miraculous thing. We talked about it in our lesson, Amazing Grace. It was an amazing thing. But the amazing thing is that he's come here and he obeyed the Father. Had the courage to go to the cross. 
Now I'm getting off my lesson a little bit, but that's just how it is. He had the courage to go to the cross and do it. And he said, not my will, but thy will be done, Father. And he asked him three times if the cup would pass from him. And what did he do? He still went and done exactly what he was asked to do. So that we might have that home and that Bible we talked about in the Bible study lesson this morning. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 through 7, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience where, when your obedience is fulfilled. We're not, we don't have weapons that are carnal. We're not out trying to whoop up on people. We're trying to get at them with the gospel, with the sword of the Spirit. The thing that we have, the scripture, teaching them and admonishing them that way to get them to come to Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24 through 27, it says, Know ye not that they which run in the race run all, but one receiveth the prize. Now in this day and age, that's not necessarily true. But that's the way it was performed. First place was first place, right? But nowadays, you can't say you get first place. No, we're all in first place. Even though you lost, you're still in first place. That ain't how that works, friends. That ain't how it works. If we win the first prize, we should get the trophy. If we make it heaven, just like in Bible study this morning, we're going to receive the prize that God laid out for us. Nothing more, nothing less, just that prize. And what is it? A home with Him in the after while. And to hear Him say, What? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But he says here, So run that you may obtain. And every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we are incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. We don't want to be a castaway. We want to be able to bring those to Christ that would come to Christ. But he says, not as one that beateth there. I don't want to be up here just flapping my gums together, no. And a lot of the people that you hear preach, that's about all they do, is flap their jaws together and then Guess what? They don't tell you anything in the end. And that was the amazing thing in that little pamphlet that I was reading about evil. Most, any pamphlet that you pick up that the world has written, you start into it and it's got all the good stuff at the beginning, right? It'll have the book, chapter, and verse for a little while. And then it gets over to the part where it talks about 
being saved. And most of the time you get to that point that says, if you'll just believe in the Lord Jesus and take Him into your heart today, everything will be alright. Well, I was surprised when I got over to about that point in the first little chapter that I'm reading. It says, you have to be baptized. And that you need to come to Jesus today, yes. But on His terms and in His way and be baptized into His name. I was, I was almost astonished. I was astonished that it said something like that. But you know, that that's the courage that it takes. We must be one that uh, will fight for those things that are of value. Well, the other thing is God wants us to have courage. He wants us to have it. In 2 Peter chapter 1, and verse 5 through 8, it says, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. All these things, we need to be diligent about them and have courage enough to, to add these Christian graces to our life. You know, there's a lot of them in here that I must confess I'm not very good at. It, but I should be striving to do a little bit better job on that. All of us should. Particularly that temperance and patience. That's always been a fox trait that we don't have a whole lot of, you know. And sometimes that gets, gets us in trouble. But we need to do all of them, not just a few. Not just a few, all of them. Then in Psalm chapter 27 and verse 14 it says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. We better be waiting on the Lord. Ask Him for His help. And be a, it says, be of good courage. And He'll strengthen our heart. You know, I was thinking about what kind of heart He strengthens. It ain't here in my body. Although if I take care of this body, it'll be strengthened too. But He strengthens our heart up here if we're living. And that is what we need to strengthen to have good courage. In Psalm chapter 31 verse 24 it says, Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Pretty much the same saying, but you, you find those if you look in the Old Testament in Psalms, it kind of repeats itself over and over again. And I think the reason that it does that is because if you think about the children of Israel and back in that day, they didn't listen very well. Just like today, a lot of people don't listen very well. They repeat their sayings, hoping that people will take it in and, and understand it every time that it's wrote. It says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. We better be hoping in the Lord. In Joshua chapter 23 and verse 6, it says, Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye may turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left. 
talking to the children of Israel, not turning from one side to the other, but teaching all that was written. We need to be listening to all that is written that Jesus wrote in the book. In the book. And then in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 through 27, it says, Let thine eye look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from me. That's really what we have to do is remove our feet from me. Remove ourselves from that evil. And have the courage to do so. Have the courage to do so. Well then, we're going to spend quite a bit of time here, from here forward, looking at examples of courage in the Old and the New Testament. And I'm going to read quite a bit, but I thought when I was looking at these stories, they're stories that we've heard all our life, but sometimes they get lost. Now, some people may not have heard all of them, and we're only going to read some of them and paraphrase most of the rest. But they're stories that you can go and you can read of the courage of people that stood up for what was right, stood up for those things that we should be standing for, and some people, some of them, most of them, gave their life for that courage that they showed. I dare say, I've been thinking about this quite a lot, is I dare say that we would have the same courage that they had. The courage and the faith to do exactly what they did. In the first example is in Job chapter 2 and verse 8 through 10. It says, and he looked and he took him and plucked her to scrape himself with all. And he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. Now you think about that story. Job, you can go there and you can read. Everything that he had was taken away from him. His children, his lands, his herds. All that stuff was taken from him. And even his body was touched with bulls. That's what he was doing here. He was scraping. I've had them old bulls on your skin. They're not a fun thing to have. Just having one of them. You know, they hurt. But he had them from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. And he was sitting there scraping. And his wife told him, curse God and die. And he said, thou speakest as a foolish woman what courage it took for him to do that. And was he rewarded? Yes, you go on and you read. He was given back all of those things that he lost. Pretty much the, the same, if not greater, than he had before. What courage. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 15 through 18, it says, Now if ye be ready, 
that at what time ye heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fell down and worshiped, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, God, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning of the furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And what did they do? They were cast into the fiery furnace, right? And the other parts of that was, it was so hot that upon throwing them in, the men were consumed, were, were killed, that tossed them in. But you know, the old song goes, and the scripture is, as there was another one in there with them. They looked and they saw, and there was a fourth one. Right? Who was it? The Son of Man. God was with them. God was with them. You know, I don't know that we would have that kind of courage. That we wouldn't bow down. If somebody was asking us, bow down before them. Bend the knee. Worship this, our gods. Not the God that you know. Would we do that? Think about when we, say, when we don't speak up. Are we not bowing down? Are we not not having courage to stand up for what's right? You know, it always bothered me when somebody would ask me something and then I didn't say exactly what I should have said. Was I bowing down? Was I buckling under and not standing up for what was right? Pretty much, yeah. I should have stood up. I should have done what was right. Just like when we're doing something, when we're in with friends or others that we shouldn't be with, and they're doing things that they should not do. We need to stand up for what's right. You know, I'm going to tell on myself, I was around here at a birthday party one time, and there was a bunch of kids, and they started in on that house that's at the end of the road. It had windows, it had doors, and all that good kind of stuff at the time. And they was beating in a climber and all. And one of them looked at me and said, I wonder whose house this is. I said, it's your daddy's. And I backed up. You know who that was? It was little Charlie Beach. I said, it's your daddy's house. But yet they went right on to doing the things that, to the house that they could do. Now, standing up for what's right. We need to stand up and tell people that these are not things that we ought to be doing. Other example, in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 through 4, it says, Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, 
in front of thy, father, thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a, a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord as the Lord has spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Now you think about that. This man was 75 years old. Now I know you read back in the Old Testament. They lived to ripe old ages. Some of them did. But he was 75 years old. And he said, the Lord said, get thee out of thy country and from thy father's house. Did he say, no, I can't do that. I just can't do that. I'm too old. I'm not going to do that. What did he do? He said, I'm going to go. And he went. He departed just as the Lord asked him to do. Having that courage to do those things. Then in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 1 through 3, this same, now he is Abraham. But he says here, it says, And it came to pass after these things that God did him Abraham.